Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, we got a big episode today. Uh, News broke yesterday of Alex Petrangelo's signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. So, of course, we're going to get into that. But before we do, I just want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need all right tommy so middle of the day yesterday news breaks alex petrangelo is signing with the vegas golden knights it is a seven-year deal with an aav of 8.8 million dollars and a full no movement clause uh, kind of what I predicted uh, right before it happened on yesterday's podcast. I was going to say, I was just listening to that on my drive down. I was listening back to our, our episode uh, on on my drive back to Springfield. Um, and you, you you were like, one of two things is going to happen. There's either going to be fat signing bonuses or it's going to be a no movement clause. And he snagged both of them. So like, yep. that's why, yeah. that's why uh, I saw the, the end result. Some of the, some of the, yeah, some of the salaries are so ridiculous. He's like, he's making like $1 million, $1 million one year on the cap. And then, Seven million in signing bonuses, which yeah, I think thirty-five million in signing bonuses to. total, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is that's hefty. fat check. Yeah. That's really hefty. Um, but I mean, that's the kind of money that you give a star player, and Vegas is apparently able to do that and wants to do that, and the Blues refuse to do that. So it is what it is. It happens. It is what it is. It happens. That's one way to look at it for sure. Um, Look, I think I think coming out of this, uh, it's clear to me that that sort of we were both a little right. Um, that Petrangelo was just sort of asking for something that the Blues don't traditionally give out, and the Blues weren't comfortable giving out in in the no movement clause and the gargantuan signing bonuses. Um, but at the same time, it does seem like there was a little bit of uh, smoke and mirrors from Doug Armstrong. Uh, in the sense that Petrangelo really was willing to come back right up until the end, and it was just a matter of seemingly crossing the I, crossing the T's and dotting the I's in terms of the no movement clauses and the signing bonuses, and the Blues never delivered on that. Um, it's tough. Um, it was it was tough to read some of those some of the quotes that came out afterwards, but. I wish yeah, the, the I think the it was weird because uh like I forgot who tweeted it out. It might have been Andy Strickland, but it said like he's looked like Petro was looking forward to a new challenge, um and like everyone was kind of up in arms in that, saying like, oh, this was his plan the whole time. Like he's just chasing the bag. Why did he even tell us he wanted to stay if he wanted to leave the entire time? Um, the and then came out. Yeah, exactly. And then Luke Korak came out and said, uh, what was it? Petro said, the goal is always to get something done in St. Louis. I don't think my mind ever really flipped to that point until we tried and tried and tried with St. Louis and it didn't look like something was going to get done. My kids in here, they're in school here. My wife's from here. I don't know any different. We pushed and pushed and pushed. Sometimes things just don't work out the way you expect it to be. So yeah. I think that offered that's, a little more clarity yeah. in the situation than yeah. pulling, a, pulling a pipeline a quote. quote for articles, you know? 
that's a that's a real tough tough one to swallow um if you're a blues fan and and look i mean this stuff happens it's a business and you're gonna have negotiations that ultimately fall through but that that's a pretty damning quote that that petrangelo uh and his in his side definitely put in a lot more work than than maybe the the media and doug armstrong were alluding to yeah I think that's fair, but it's also it's also frustrating because like I feel like the last time we had a player of like I don't know I mean obviously Tarasenko's up there and Rylan O'Reilly is up there now in terms of like guys who you think of when like an identity you know like when you think of the St Louis Blues you think of these players necessarily you know and the last guy we had kind of like that I feel like was TJ Oshie we shipped him out in a trade for Troy Brower still pissed about that one by the way and now we lost Alex Petrangelo Vladimir Tarasenko's hurt and Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko are both up in 2023 so it just feels like I don't know I don't like it's I don't know it feels like a digression and like the identity of this team and like someone's gonna have to step up into that role maybe but like I don't think we can fully expect someone to just hop into that role naturally because that's a tough ask of anybody so it's weird you know yeah. And Steen's going to be out too, and he's an right. assistant captain. So right. it's like the leadership's going to be weird too. As is Tarasenko. Exactly. So I guess we that's a good transition. Um, who do you see? I mean, there's three spots available. There's a C available, and there's two A's available. Where, where do you see? Where do you see the Blues going with that? I mean, I can't imagine anyone getting a C besides Ryan O'Reilly, considering everything. Like even just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like maybe he didn't change the culture of the team, but like when you go from a Hitchcock Sains team full of like independent contractors into like the the overall like chemistry and like the locker room vibes and just it feels like everything got pulled together and then in that season like I mean guys were fighting at practice right and then Ryan O'Reilly the entire time is just still holding practices afterwards. Um, everyone talks about how, like, if they could see anyone on the Blues being a coach after the game, they think Ryan O'Reilly would be the best one. So I think in terms of that, that kind of speaks to the leadership and the kind of presence he has in that locker room. Like, a lot of people um, respect what he has to say about the game because he's so knowledgeable about that stuff. So I think that's the easy guess for uh, captaincy. As far as assistant captaincy goes, um, I feel like Jaden Schwartz has got to be up there um maybe Braden Shen I don't know guys like I that like Shen, I like Shenner a lot for the A um I I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something similar to what they've done in the past where they kind of have different alternate captains for home and away games and sort of give it to mm-hmm. four different guys and then you could see names like Pareko in there I wouldn't even be surprised to see a guy like Tory Krug get one uh, early in the season since we're mm-hmm. missing two of our two of our alternate captains uh, but the one thing that I think is fortunate is the Blues do have a lot of guys that can display leadership um, Ryan O'Reilly obviously being the obvious choice but I think I, I think Braden Shen would be a pretty decent candidate for captain as well yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe David Perron get himself a, an A or, or could, Ooh, could see him true. getting this could see him I would like that actually in some way um, yeah I mean he's stuck around multiple times with this team I, I think yeah. I think uh, they could go a lot of directions with it and that's good that there's a lot of names that they have to potentially all help fill the, the shoes of Alex Petrangelo because uh, I don't think there's one single player that can do it. Um, right. 
but but there is a lot of leadership on this team and I hope that they all have the chance to step up um, as a result of, of, of the departure of a, of a really good leader and a, and a captain even though uh, it's not ideal it, it gives guys opportunities to have increased roles and Blues always have had a good next man up mentality so what better time to display it than this next up this next season yeah exactly I think my picks would I think that's a good pick in Peron just because of the resume he has with the team so I think my picks for A would be if they only go with two it would probably be Peron and Schwartz just because okay. of the tenure they have with the team okay okay well I'll tell you I what like Tommy we, we yeah that's good we are getting close to the halfway point so before we continue I do want to tell everyone about our friends over at rockauto.com chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are all reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or even an account login they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Tommy, now, I know you work out, uh, you're a big fan of that, but do you ever feel like a little sluggish, like like there's there's a wall you can't break through when you're working out, You, you can't really get that high? energy that you need oh all the time bro especially like when you're especially when you're waking up like early and Mm -hmm. like you don't have a lot of energy maybe like stayed up too late the night before or something Mm -hmm. i know i'm I'm just all on my phone on tiktok or anything till like 3 a.m for absolutely no reason so Mm -hmm. honestly to get me going a lot of the time i'll take pre-workout but if they had something better like in a gel form i don't know maybe some guys from built bar could figure it out what do you tell me i got news for you if you need to break through your wall built go is for you you. It is like you said, a workout gel. And whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. They're easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. So if you're like Tommy, you're going to work out, sneak one in your gym bag, take it with you. Or if you're you're golfing, uh, getting through that back nine is a bit of a bit of a slog, and take, put one in your golf bag. Or you just got a big presentation at work, just throw it in your briefcase. Whatever it is, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the crash, so it's natural, much better for the body. It's like drinking a matcha energy with only a third of the caffeine and better results. And the best part is there are three delicious flavors. You got peanut butter, honey, you got chocolate, coconut, or my favorite chocolate mint. Are you kidding me? Mint chocolate chip ice cream, but in a workout gel? That, that sounds amazing. You might be asking, how does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. It's got lots of great vitamins, including vitamin B6 and B12. The collagen pro- promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So not only will you feel better, but you'll also look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. All right, Tommy. So I know we talked about the leadership next year we talked about who we'd like to see as captain um do you think this team is significantly worse with their current roster than they were heading into this offseason 
as uh, on pay on paper, I, I it feels like it is just because that that big name in Petrangelo is off, and, and Tarasenko, assuming we're not right. going to have the season with him, and no Steen, right, and well. Steen, who's like kind of the catalyst of the fourth line when we won the cup. Um, but the problem with that is, I think this team's still good enough to make the playoffs, maybe win like a round or two. But the problem is, I don't think they're good enough to win a stand. Like, I don't think they're a cup contender anymore. And that's the problem with this whole situation is like, okay, so I went back and looked at, like I said, I, I, I listened to the episode on the way down here. Um, and I get where Doug Armstrong is coming from now because you said we were in year two of a five, six year window. So that lines up with 2023 being like the last year. But if he's saying that now, then like, what's he planning on half? Like, is it, it just sounds like he's kind of like letting the guys walk in 2023 because Ryan O'Reilly is going to be like, I don't know, getting up there in the years and Tarasenko's had injury history. So are, is that just like going to be our rebuild year? And we've only got till then to win Stanley Cups? Because if that is the case, then why did we get rid of Petrangelo when he gives you a better chance to win the Cup now in that win? Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit just doesn't add up to me. I agree. I agree. And it's it's, it's difficult. Um, like we were talking about yesterday with the quote, five to six year window quote, uh, seems a little a little questionable at the time. Um I still think he might have some more up his sleeve. I think the flat cap is really handcuffing him and a lot of other GMs. So it's it's not necessarily the most fair assessment um, right now. I think these guys, a lot of these GMs and Doug Armstrong included, were planning on having a lot more money than they ended up having. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I don't think this, this is the team we're going to roll with in the next five to six, or yeah five to six years or three to four years if this was year two of the window as Doug Armstrong said. Um, I don't think this is the, the f- final team. I think whether it be heading into this season, trade Deban, whatever, I think he's gonna gonna juggle some, some things around because the forward core is in a little bit of a transitional period. With, with there's Steve. just too many question marks. Yeah. yeah, too many question marks. So I don't think Doug Armstrong is anywhere near done. It's just a very difficult time right now with the flat cap and nobody really wants to make big deals and everybody's kind of going tentative with the two year deals. It's not the best time to kind of retool. It's a good time to either be to sell or buy but nothing in between and that's what the blues are doing right now so i think it's just going to be a matter of patience unfortunately and and that might include this full next season might just be a bit of a retooling year which sucks but especially in the middle of your window especially in the middle of your window but you know what um i'd say the the blues won a cup in a in a retooling year I, I, I don't know. We were kind of favorites to win it, though, because we did get we Riley we and Bozak we and Maroon. We, did, we, we had a fat offseason. We were favorites to win it, and then we fired our coach and brought up a rookie goalie, thus retooling. In the middle of the season, we retooled and won a Stanley Cup. So I still think um, there's the personnel on this team to, to kind of find that magic again. Um, and, and make a playoff push. It's going to be a little bit harder, obviously, without a guy like Alex Petrangelo. But um, I, I think they, they're they're about one piece away from from getting back a up to that level. Piece. But but you can't forget that piece could come from the development of Robert Thomas. Jordan Cairo, Vince Dunn, Colton Pareko, whatever it may be, they do have enough young pieces that could. Clem Costin, yeah, yeah, and Clem Costin um, comes in has a thirty goal season. We've could seen, be we've looking seen, at a cup contender, right? right. We've <laughs> seen we've seen how how young guys can just inject uh, a completely off, yeah. a completely different energy into a team. Look at Chicago this year. As much as I hate to say it, 
they went from they went from an absolute corpse of a team to to and then then Dominic Cahoon comes up and lights it up and all of a sudden they're looking like the Blackhawks of old. Uh, You you never know what it could take. And the Blues, while they don't have a a plethora of young pieces, they do have a lot of exciting young pieces. Like we were talking about Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Clint Costin, um, and then some guys further down the line, uh, even Nico Mikola on the defensive end. Just just any any sort of young young talent. I think that would be what it would take for the Blues to contend again this year is is somebody um f- filling in their their expected role a lot faster than than the organization was expecting mm-hmm. um whether it be robert thomas reaching for full first line potential jordan Cairo uh reaching his top six potential whatever it may be um i don't think it's 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 impossible especially with what we've seen around the league in the past few years yeah i think that's fair i think it's scary to bank on that obviously but oh, it's, it's hopeful it's hopeful to like that, that we do have like the system the farm system that we've had and like the picks that we had um seems like we've done a like obviously we've done a good job drafting because bill armstrong's a gm now um but yeah i think i think you kind of hit the nail on the head that it's it's just kind of like a wait and see what happens i guess and maybe like don't count your chickens before they're hatched but it is it it does kind of hit you in the gut and like a reality check that Alex Petrangelo's name is not going to be on the roster. But that being said, with the names that are on the roster currently, so like assuming we don't add anybody else and the season starts tomorrow, who? Well, how do you think the lineup looks, Josh? Because um, personally, I, think- I would I would love to see Robert Thomas center a first line with David Perron on the wing. I would like I would like that a lot. Um, that would be. I mean, disgusting. I think the easiest I think the easiest one to knock out right away is the top four defensive pair, uh, pairings or not top. Four, yeah. top two defensive pairings in Falk, Krug, Scandella, Pareko. I think that's it's going to be some combination of that, if not yeah. that right there. Um, four I think the last one would be like Dunn and Boards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. Gunnarsson is uh, the extra. If Dunn comes back, fingers crossed. Right. Um, I, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, um, and then forward line, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is, is going to be the – Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen are going to be the quote-unquote first-line centers. Uh, if you move Shen to wing, maybe. Uh, I think Robert Thomas is is, is guaranteed for the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from those three and, – and Perron, I guess. So apart from those four, I think the other two spots are – kind of up for grabs, whether it be Sanford, because um, I know he was playing pretty well up there, uh, or you, you, maybe even a guy like Jordan Cairo could could fill in a slot in that top six. Um, and then the bottom six honestly isn't looking too terrible with the addition of Kyle Clifford and Sonny down there, Barbashev. I know. I don't mind I don't mind that fourth line, honestly. Kyle mm-hmm. Clifford, I think, is going to slot in there nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Tommy, we're getting close to the end of today's episode, so let's take one more short break, and then we'll get back and wrap this one up. All right. The one thing I do want to say before we before we get too too uh, down on this team is if the Blues had a weakness last year or the the cup year and last year, I think it was their offense and not their defense. I think they've always had a very very sound defense. It's just the goal scoring has sometimes been a little lackluster. I think that's um, so. It's very beneficial that not only did the Blues not lose someone, um, or I mean, they did lose Tarasenko, but in losing Petrangelo, they didn't lose more offensive depth, and you mm-hmm. could almost argue that their offensive depth got better in, in bringing in Krug. Obviously, Tarasenko uh, being out is another story, but it, it is nice that they seem to address a need, and the defense, I think, can, not can handle, but I, I much prefer the defense losing a piece than the offense. Um 
and and the fact that the offense gained a piece is, is reason to be a little optimistic that maybe this team will have a little bit of easier time scoring goals next year because that is yeah. how you win hockey games that is that is how you win hockey games i think uh, for me personally like the long term term injured reserve i feel like is going to it's going to either lean this team one way or the other like if alexander steen doesn't play a game like the entire season or like tarasenko misses like an extended amount of time or like if armstrong goes out and acquires a guy like hoffman i feel like this team gets a lot better I would love to see something like that. Um, I do think on the power that, play and at even strength. Yeah, and there's, that'll I mean, kind there's, of round out your top six. You know, what I'm there's saying? still a lot of I think, like the the Craig Smith signing in Boston would honestly be something I would love to see the Blues do. Maybe not a bigger name like Hoffman, but but sort of a like a sleeper guy, a sleeper guy who's gonna yeah. who's gonna propel the offense maybe in the in a bottom six role. Um, and play generate, above his and, value. That's right, always nice for cup right. runs. Um, I mean, but you look at uh, Evgeny Dadanov is still available. I believe that would be, a, I think, a good match for for St. Louis. Um, Anthony Duclair could be an interesting choice. There's a lot of there's a lot of names still available that could fill that role. The problem is making it happen. I think Doug Armstrong mm-hmm. himself said they're pretty much planning on being done signing for the foreseeable right. future. Um, they would have to dump some salary to bring in another guy. Um, I don't know. Do they do they already have to dump some salary? Aren't they like one point nine over? The cap I think right so, now. something like that. All right, so they're already planning on dumping salary, so who knows? Uh, or, or I think Doug Armstrong said we'll be right under the cap with Steen and Tarzan going in the long-term injured reserve. I don't know. Um, some, yeah. It would take a trade, I, th- I believe, for them to be able to bring in another guy. Um, we'll see. Honestly, I, I trust Doug Armstrong, even though even though he he kind of fumbled the fumbled the bag with the Petrangelo situation, I still think he has the best interests of the team in mind. Obviously, um, so I've my fingers crossed that he'll he'll pull something off to get this team just a little bit better before the start of the season. Yeah, because I think I I think I don't know. Like if we're feeling this kind of like anxious about the team, I can only imagine like, especially if he's like talking about the window and stuff. Like you really got to be in like a win now mentality, you know. So I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be aggressive. If not now, then probably at the trade deadline too. We could see like a rental piece come our way. Yep, yep. I, I could I could definitely see that, <laughs> Taylor. Oh. Imagine. Oi, oi. Yeah. <laughs> Go through that whole fiasco again. Look, it's a, it's a. I mean, we've we've been talking about this uh, all off season. This, we were we were no matter what headed for a bumpy few weeks, and the bumpy few weeks have begun and are continuing. Um, it, we've I don't want to say we've come out of this unscathed, but we've come out of this a lot more unscathed than we could have. I'd say. I think yeah. the Vince the Vince Dunn is sort of the the one that's going to push the needle one Moving way or the other. The I, I think yeah, if yeah. we can bring Vince Dunn back, then this season, then this off season wasn't a complete loss. I think it might be a little bit more. Not not a net positive, but not as much of a net negative if Vince Dunn leaves. Right. Yeah. That yeah. would be it. That would be real bad if if Vince Dunn fell yeah, victim to I, this would, as well. That would probably suck the wind out of me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it know. It was hey, Jake Petro and Vince Dunn. Like the oh my god, those are some big names. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see 
what Tory Crew can bring to this team. I'm excited I'm to see what honestly. Billy Huso can bring to this team. I'm excited to see a, a new year of Robert Thomas, a new year of Jordan Cairo, a new year of Colton Pareko even. I'm excited to see if Scandella can continue his success um, from the latter half of last season into this upcoming season because even in the bubble games, he still looks pretty damn good um, alongside Pareko. Uh, I, I think I think there's a lot to be optimistic for. Uh, that can get kind of overcrowded or overclouded by the Petrangelo news. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, I don't want to lose sight of, of, of the good because there certainly is a lot of it. And but it's uh, also like, it also scares me for like future negotiations because like we talked about Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly a lot, like coming up in 2023. So I won't even touch on that because we've already said that piece, but like Schwartz is coming up and you're either going to have to pay him or let him walk. Pareko's probably due for a pay raise. So that's going to be a difficult thing to navigate. Uh, Jordan Bennington's contract is coming up. So like either this team is going to falter under Jordan Bennington and he's not going to play as well as he'd like to. And he's not going to make as much money in that contract or this team's going to do really well. Jordan Bennington's going to play the kind of hockey we saw in his cup season instead of uh, what we saw in the bubble. And he's going to be asking for a hefty contract. Cause like Vasilevsky, I mean, obviously Vasilevsky is one of the best in the league, but he makes nine. 9.5 and we saw the kind of contracts that guy signed for this year so it's going to be i feel like he's going to take us out to the woodshed yeah yeah we're the this roller coaster is not done here for sure um no not not close not quite all right we are getting to the end of this one tommy you got any closing messages before we wrap this one up uh at the end of the day i'm a blues fan through and through of and course. i have i have faith in this team i have faith in the organization um it's stings right now honestly it feels like it feels like a bad breakup dude like you put everything you like it It feels like you like put everything you had like your heart on the line for this person and like uh, it just like for whatever reason it didn't work out and it just it's oh my god it's like a sick feeling in your stomach every time you see those tweets from vegas and he's wearing seven now like that's just fucking (laughs) dude it's so gross on the mustard jerseys god well tommy it's not you it's me um and by by (laughs) me i mean doug armstrong Uh, (laughs) hey look uh i wish him the best in vegas uh it sucks that he's still in the conference and it sucks that he's adding to that vegas blue line um but probably gonna go after probably gonna have to go through him to get to the cup too and that's gonna Mm be a nightmare Mm-hmm. It'll be fun, and 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 we'll be here with you every step of the way, and and you can yeah, check us will. out and stay up to date by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at T Welcher fifteen. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your night, or at least try to. With the pain of Alex Petrangelo, I know it's tough. We'll get through it. We'll be here with you all week. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues. Thank <laughs> you.